Hello and welcome to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamison. This show is all about helping lawn care and landscaping professionals take your business to the next level. Paul is the author of four best-selling books, including Cut That Grass and Make That Cash, and his brand new book, The Lawn Care Advantage, winning strategies for a thriving landscaping business. Available on Audible and narrated by Mr. Producer. Now, here's your host. Paul Jamison. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to today's program. We have CJ from Ferris Mowers returning to the program. What's up, CJ? Not much. What's going on with you, Paul? I had a whole bunch of fun on some Ferris Mowers uh, two days ago in Alabama. So thanks for uh, having Colton bring, bring us the demos. Yeah, he had a, a great time. I was kind of shocked um, that back 40 that you guys have there was a little gnarly. Yeah, so I was kind of joking with him. I said, well, there's an overgrown field here. So the grass is about two feet tall. It hasn't been um, cut all year and, and quite a bit of last year hasn't been cut. So this place was just an overgrown lot. And he's like, yeah, I think we'll be able to handle that. And we, I was joking. I was like, you know, you really need like a brush cutter to, or bush hog to to clear land like that. He's like, give it a shot. So we're out there and, uh, it was, it was wild, but we, we, ta- <laughs> we tackled it with the, the stand on and the zero turn. So the suspension lived up to the hype. Yeah. I loved, uh, one of the short, the stories that you shared, it was like, you were coming along at edge. And then I was like, is he going to try and go up that hill a little bit? But you, you held it. It looked good. It looked like you were having a good time out there. Yeah, we, we had a great time. So I'll have a ton of content coming to you guys on Instagram Reels, YouTube Shorts. We we filmed all day and poor Colton, um, we're like, can you give us a grip? And, and so he's sitting there. There's like ant. We're driving over ant hills and he's like running from the ants and he's filming us. He's sweating. And <laughs> so I was like, do you do this at all your demos? Like, no. <laughs> we yeah, t- well, we- he worked for it that day. He earned, he earned his paycheck. So that was awesome. I super appreciate it. Colton's help. Um, he spends his days just hauling around equipment and letting guys check it out. So um, it was only marginally different that he had to film some content with some some top influencers. So he probably thought that was pretty fun. Yeah, and we taught him. I mean, not that there's a recipe to go viral, but if you can make it look as oddly satisfying as possible. So when the when the grass was real tall, we're like, all right, stand right here. And when we're coming this way, film it you add a trending sound to that. Hopefully it will perform really well. But um, if you guys are in Alabama, Tennessee, I think he covers Georgia and Florida, maybe that, that area he'll, he'll come out for free for today. And you know, uh, that's what he does every day. Apparently. Yeah. You can go to uh com, sign up for a demo. Um, if our website's working the way they're supposed to work, um, that sign up for a demo will only be in the areas where we have guys out there. So there's just key markets. And then um, like on Instagram, if you just type like Ferris mowers underscore, there's like 10 of these guys, you'll see like Ferris mowers, Colton Medlin, Ferris mowers, Kyle, you know, there's all these guys out there that they try to keep their Instagrams going because when they go to different States or different areas, they'll, do a bunch of stories and and try to promote that they'll be in the area so you can kind of book with them. So it's kind of funny. We were teaching those guys about using social media to book their leads. 
And they're like, gosh, CJ, it feels like online dating. Like we're out here like courting these guys. Like, can we come out? Can we see you? Like, how are you doing today? So they're they're out there putting in the work to line up all their demos and get some equipment in some people's hands. So they're a good, good group of guys out there. So. Yeah, we were very impressed with both the stand-on and the zero turn. And then he surprised us with the hurricane blower. Uh, so we had fun with that blowing. Uh, we were blowing basketballs and soccer balls and grass. And that, <laughs> that hurricane blower, it's a, it's a stand-on blower. And it that thing is very, very powerful. It's a beast. We actually use it um, when we're at Equip Expo setting up our outdoor demo area. We use that blower to move the hay bales around so that we wow. don't have to like lift them up and move them. We just push them with a blower, work smarter, not harder. So yeah, they're, they're pretty powerful. Yeah. I I did some reels where I had uh, Jason set up a penalty kick and he has a soccer goal in his backyard and he used the blower to, to kick the kick, the soccer ball (laughs) and he kept missing it. So I'm hoping one of those videos go viral because it's like, I got, it was pretty funny. He kept missing it wide, right? <laughs> but it is, it, the blower, I mean, pushed the ball like a, you know, a strong kicker would in soccer. So we, we had some fun, uh, unorthodox, um, content with the blower. So. Yeah. That's super fun. I love that. Yeah. Well, good. maybe we can get some like off the net, off the goal, Nothing but, you know, like zooming all these different ways. Well, I thought I thought originally I was like, let's set up a penalty kick and then blow it in. And I thought it would be good content. And Jason, he missed, he kept missing it to the right. And I'm like, you should have aimed because the way the angle of the blower is, you kind of got to aim left and let it, let it go in. Anyway, he didn't, he kept missing it. So it'll be even more funny because he kept missing it wide right. <laughs> the Ted Lasso episode, everybody. <laughs> That's yeah. good. Well, yeah. good. I'm glad you guys had a great day. It looked like it was just a super fun time out there. And like I said, I was shocked that that the the back 40 that you're on was um, such a wild, like you said, you needed like a bush hog or whatever. But um, I mean, I guess nothing better than put it to the test and say, you know, it's it's not a little sissy mower out there. So well, and that's why I told Cole and I said, listen, if this thing can't handle it, it's no big deal. And Jason doesn't have internet connection that good at his house anyway. So I wasn't I was like, I'll just film it on my phone. And if it doesn't actually cut the, it's not grass, like in your backyard, it's like two feet tall brush. I was like, if it can't, if it can't handle it, then we just won't ever post it. You know, I didn't want to make Ferris look bad, like be out there and it's bogging down. It's not working, but it, it literally cut. I mean, we didn't go like full speed. We would where the grass is two inches. Um, but we, I mean, it, it literally cut two foot tall grass and we mowed the entire lot. It was, it was awesome. That's awesome. And you had a 3,300? Yeah, I believe a 3,300. And then we, we had the top of the line commercial stand on and the zero turn. So I was on the zero turn and Jason was on the stand on and we just kind of mowed side by side the whole the whole field. Yeah. All right. So those would have been the 3,300 and the Z3X. Exactly. Both of them have the 40 horsepower um, Vanguard, Bruce and Stratton Vanguard engine on there. So, yeah, those are some beasts um, with the EFI ETC. So, yep, they they tackled that that land. So you guys can stay tuned to my YouTube channel, Green Street Podcast on Instagram. I'll be putting out the footage in the next few weeks. Um, it, It was fun and it was impressive. So, yeah, I can't wait to see it. Thanks for doing that, Paul and Colton and Jason. Thanks, guys. Yeah, you are welcome. Well, what else is going on in, in your neck of the woods? You're up in Wisconsin? 
We are in Wisconsin. It's cold. Um, my lawn has not been mowed yet, so don't tell anybody. I've got half of you guys who follow me are probably cringing if you saw what my lawn looked like. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's been such a slow start to spring. Um, you know, one day it'll be 75 and gorgeous. Literally the, one day this week, it was 80 degrees. I sat outside on my lunch and when I left four hours later, it was 50 degrees outside. Like that's Wisconsin for you. So we've had a real cold start to the spring. Um, but hopefully when I look at the, the five to 10 day forecast, it looks like we have some eighties coming. So finally we'll, we'll get out there. Um, and my not mowing isn't, um, because grass isn't growing. It's because I pretend to participate in no mow may don't tell that and that, um, to save the bees. Um, so don't judge me, but yeah, my air, it's a hot mess right now. So, <laughs> but we'll get out there in my, I have a little snapper battery walk mower. I don't have one of those big fancy yards that you guys can use zero turns on. So, um, we'll put the little snapper battery walk mower to the test, the 82 volt and, and see how he cuts through it this spring. But that's kind of all we have going on. Um, obviously always planning for Equip Expo. So I've been hot and heavy with that. And, you know, other than that, when we were kind of trying to think about what we wanted to talk about today, Paul, um, you know, a lot of the stuff that I follow on the internet that everybody is going through is as business owners, as landscape contractors, and, you know, whether it's hardscapes or softscapes and even outside of our industry, I had this, you know, thought to talk about what I call imposter syndrome. Um, and it kind of came to me because I see a lot of posts online where guys are, you know, asking, what should I charge for this? What do you guys charge for this? And, you know, I don't know if I should charge this. And then it really hit me because, um, my boyfriend is a small business owner too. And I hear him say the same thing, like, well, I only charge this. And then the customer was shocked that I only charged that much, you know, and his price was too low or too high, too low. Oh, so, so they were shocked that it was so low. Yeah. And they were like, well, I'm going to pay you more because I think it was valued at more. And, you know, sometimes I think that as business owners, you need to realize like what you're putting into your business and what you're putting into your services and the quality of service that you're putting out there and really charging what you should be owed for that and not feeling like you don't deserve it or you haven't done that job for it. Right. So I just think it's really important to like remind, you know, all of the landscape contractors who, who follow you is, you know, you're, you're investing in your business from your equipment and your time and just your dedication or even the team members that you hire um, and making sure that all that consideration goes into your pricing structure. Um, because if you're just, if you're not that passionate about it, then you, you probably don't deserve, you know, to charge high amounts. But, you know, if you're cognizant of, you know, blowing after you mow and not blowing clippings into, into beds, flower beds and things of that nature, like, um, you know, really taking pride into that job well done of, you know, the stripes that you leave at the end of the day and, and charging for it. Um, just because, I, I love too the the posts that I see in forums when a customer says, oh, I, I'm not going to renew with you this year. I found this other guy. Mm. And then they drive by because they saved 10 or $20 a, a cut. You drive by later and just see that the yard looks like trash. You know, it's, 
you really do pay for what you you get. And hopefully that reflects on you as a business owner and, and making sure that you're commanding those prices for the value that you deliver. So I don't know what your thought is on that on Paul. I just think it's, you know, something that a lot of guys struggle with. Yeah. And when I got into the industry, CJ, I had an employee mindset. What I mean by that is in high school, I worked at a restaurant called Best Burger and I was a golf caddy. So I'd show up, put in my hours or carry the golfer's golf bag and they'd pay me, they'd pay me when I'm done. And then in college, I worked at the dining hall um, on campus. And again, I'd work, they'd give us free lunch, but they'd also, you know, pay me an hourly wage, hourly. I tried to say rate and wage at the same time, hourly wage. You might've been raging. Yeah. Well, this, (laughs) yeah, the dining hall food got old after a while, but long story short, when I started my business, I equated, okay, if I work, you know, a four hour shift at you know, this is some of you young guys aren't going to understand this, but I was making $10 an hour. And I thought that was big money back then, uh, which now with inflation, everything, $10 an hour is, you know, not a lot. But so I would think, okay, if I work for four hours, I'd, I'd make 40 bucks. Or in the case of golf caddying, if I'd carry two bags, one on each shoulder for, for two golfers, they play 18 holes of golf. Usually it took them four or five hours. I might make 60 or 70 bucks. So when I started my lawn business, I was like, I can mow Maria's yard in 30 minutes. And I was thinking, you know, I was thinking like that employee, like, you know, if I got paid 20 bucks, I'd have to work two hours at the dining hall to get that. And and what I didn't realize is CJ, when I showed up for work for my job, I got all the money for my hours. But when I started my business, I had to buy the lawnmower. I had to buy the weed eater. I had to put gas in the lawnmower and the weed eater. I had to eventually buy, you know, new string for my string, a trimmer. Eventually I had to buy a trailer. Eventually I had to buy, um, uniforms. And then the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So I spent tens of thousands of dollars. And if I'm only charging I, my first customer, literally I charged her name was Maria, $25. And I charged this guy named Reggie 20 bucks. And I had no idea that the market rate was $45 per man hour. When I started in 2011, now, now it's like $75 a man hour, 65 per man mm-hmm. hour, depending where you live. So what I didn't understand was overhead. Like how much money do you actually have to spend to get the equipment, to get yourself reliable um, so that you can provide that service? What um, service industry is your boyfriend in? Well, he owns a a window tinting business, Fade Black. Um, So he, he does everything from, you know, automobiles, tractors, homes, um, you know, he, you name it, he does it. Um, and you know, the, the project that he was working on, um, that kind of struck this thought in my head, it was a semi and, you know, a connection of his, you know, got him connected with the semi owner and he went out and did the job and, you know, his buddy was like, you need to charge this guy like $800. He's like, no way. I would never charge that. That's a $500 job. And then when he finished up the job, the customer was like, so that was like, you know, six, $700. Right. And he's like, no five. And the guy's like, I'm paying you more than that. Like you did way more than that. So, um, you know, just trying to remind him that, you know, he had drive time cause he had to drive, you know, an hour or two hours to get the, 
this customer's shop and his time to do it and just the, the quality of work that he does and the supplies that he uses, you know, like higher quality supplies and, you know, just, you know, having to remind yourself, you know, even in, in lawn care, right, like insurance and, you know, he has insurance too, right, in case he cuts a window, he has to be able to replace that customer's window. So, you know, really good business owners are investing in all of those base things. And that needs to reflect in your hourly wage. And, you know, it even comes to your, you know, putting a dollar value on your customer service, Mm -hmm. I think is valuable if you're responsive and, and you're always, you know, there for your customers to handle any concerns or needs that they have, I think is a valuable input into that pricing structure. Yeah. Um, go ahead. No, keep going. Go ahead, CJ. Yeah. And I just get nuts when I see like Facebook groups, like, Hey, I'm looking for a really good lawn guy, but I don't want to spend a lot of money. I'm like, come on, what do you want? Do you want a good guy or do you want a cheap guy? Cause you can't have both. Right. Yeah. And there's a race to the bottom because a lot of, you know, high school kids can, can, it doesn't take a lot of skill to mow grass. I mean, it, pretty much anybody can figure out how to, how to push a mower. So we have a low entry into this industry and high school kids can grab a mower. And I, I did it. I mowed my neighbor's yard, Frank for 20 bucks. And the race to the bottom is there's all these new guys that are out in the industry and they're finding out, Oh, well, so-and-so down the street only charges 40 bucks a cut or 35 bucks a cut. And then they start charging that because what the other guy charges. And it's like this race to the bottom. But if you really run a mathematical equation of what's all your overhead plus what are you paying yourself, CJ, as the owner of the business? Because mm-hmm. if I'm working 40 hours a week as a laborer in the field and then I'm working on invoicing and all the administrative tasks and all that, you know, how much am I paying myself? Because a lot of guys will run their business and then just take out money at the end of the day if there's any money left over. But you have to actually intentionally pay yourself, you know, a set amount each week or each month. And when you add all that up, plus your overhead, plus your ta- setting money aside for your taxes and making sure all of that's done and being profitable, I mean, the solution is you can you can get as efficient as you can, you know, being, using the best equipment, being the most time oriented when you're on the property, you know, being efficient. But at the end of the day, you have to have a premium price if you're going to cover your overhead, your owner's pay, your taxes and have a profit when it's all said and done. Yeah. And I think even outside of understanding all those expense inputs um, to understand how you're truly profitable, I think it's just having the the confidence to command the price that, you know, once you do all that math, say this is what it needs to be, you know, and if if customer A is not willing to pay that, then customer B is because um, I'm I'm positive there, you know, customers all over in your region or your area that, you know, really do take pride in having a really great looking yard and having mm-hmm. someone they can trust to be out there, um, that they will pay that premium price, especially if you're investing that much in your business. So just having that confidence level. And that's why I call it imposter syndrome. Like, you know, when you kind of tell yourself like, Oh, I don't think I, I should be doing that or that my value is there. You know, I think if you have to put a different lens on from somebody else's viewpoint, to say like, no, I, I do do a good job and I do provide this premium service and I should be charging this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the more of more cutters out there doing that, it'll bring that bottom back up, right? You're gonna, you're still gonna have the entry level guys that are are gonna be doing what they're doing, but I think, you know, the more the whole industry commands that price level, it's better for everybody, right? <laughs> 
Are you looking to supercharge your lawn care business? Check out Footbridge Media. They'll optimize your online presence, manage your reviews, and provide personalized marketing consulting, all under a fixed price pledge with no hidden charges and a 90-day money-back guarantee. It's time to take your business to the next level. Visit greenindustrypodcast.com now to discover more about Footbridge Media, your bridge to success. Do you spend too much time worrying about the safety and security of your vehicles and machines? Are you tired of the hassle of building schedules and routes for your crews? Well, GPS Track It is here to help. They understand that keeping your assets safe and managing your crews efficiently are crucial tasks, but they don't have to be your job. Let GPS Track It take some of the mental load off with their cutting-edge tools, including real-time asset tracking, optimized routing, efficiency reports, and more. With GPS Track It, you can focus on your real job, building your business. So why wait? Visit gpstrackit.com slash Paul to get started and experience peace of mind like never before. Say goodbye to disorganized and inefficient business management. Upgrade to Jobber, the field service management software. Streamline every aspect of your business from quoting to invoicing. Impress your customers and increase your productivity. Start your journey to success with Jobber now at getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Again, that's getjobber.com forward slash Paul. Yeah, my friend Naylor Taliaferro, we were at Equip in the ballroom there and he was talking about we got guys because there was a few hundred people in the room he's like we have to raise the industry oh like we have to raise our prices and the tendency is it's all a race to the bottom but he's like we have to you know one by one rate raise this in- industry um because a lot of people look down on look down on us like electricians are looked at roofers hvac a lot of those guys are like respected you know what i mean and then it comes to the, mm-hmm. our industry our prices are so much lower than theirs across the board, but really um, it shouldn't be. It's just, we've, we've tolerated it for so long. So, and I think it comes down to marketing too. Like you mentioned that customer in the, in the Facebook group or wherever, that's like, I'm going with the lower customer cause it's 10 bucks cheaper. And then the next year their yard looks pitiful. But if we, I don't want a customer like that's going to leave me just cause someone else offered them a little bit less per service, but marketing our services to, a uh, customer who wants quality, like, Hey, do you want your edges to look crisp? Do you want your grass to be mowed with sharp blades? Do you want your yard, do your yard to look its best and hire us rather than, Hey, we got the best prices in town. That's, that's not who I want to attract. I want to attract the guy or gal who wants their yard looking pristine. Yeah. Especially those cutters that take pride in those bragging rights for sure. Um, you know, to be able to say like, these are my books of business and look how great they look to your point. Um, and that's where I think social media makes a huge impact from that. I call it digital word of mouth, um, or even just, you know, so many of, of the guys out there, once they get one house and that house is always looking pristine and then you start getting that whole block, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's marketing in and of itself is just your work and your quality of work and what you put into it. Um, there was a guy up the road here. When I see guys out cutting with my equipment, I'm like the crazy person. I keep like hats and shirts in my car and I pull over and I'm like, you know, thanks for being a customer. 
here's some swag. And they're just like, what is happening right now? This lady just like pulled over. And so many of them I talked to, you know, they're like, yeah, I have this whole block. Cause it's like, I started with this house and then they liked what I did and their neighbor and their neighbor. And then, and he's like, you know, now it's again, from a profitability perspective, he doesn't have that trailering time, drive time, you know, gas on his truck. Cause he's got the whole block locked in. He just mm-hmm. pulls part, mows the whole block and, you know, goes on his way. So, you know, it's kind of interesting, just that word of mouth right there of the result that you leave and, you know, all your neighbors want to have such a nice yard as well. And, you know, it really pays off. That's for sure. So. But going back to that, that route density area, having the right price on that first customer, because one mistake I made CJ is I started in this cul-de-sac and I charged this customer $45 which wasn't the right price for their property. I should have been charging a lot more. And then the neighbor came out. Oh, I heard it, you know, 45 bucks. And, and then I felt like obligated because I'm th- the neighbors talked. So she clearly knew. <laughs> so then I did that one. And then I got the other guy at the bottom of the cul-de-sac. And now, and I justified it in my mind because I'm like, well, if I do all of them, well, long story short, the one lady ended up, it is a long story, but she ended up getting mad at me and canceled my service. So now I'm stuck with the other ones at these lower prices. And it was just, um, so if you are, if you can have that premium price right out of the gate, then you set um, what's called a price precedent with the neighbors. So they'll see, wow, those that yard is looking pristine. But if I want to have Paul do it or whoever, whatever your name is, then they know, oh, it's $65 per service or $75. So they, they have that price precedent. So I've, it can work to your favor, getting route density and all that. Or if, if that first initial yard, your price isn't high enough, then you are really in trouble. Cause now it's gonna, it's gonna be hard to tell the neighbor 65 bucks when you're doing the other neighbor, it's the same size yard for 45 bucks. So yeah. And on the other end, you know, if you're calculating your, your pricing based on, travel time. And now you take that out. Now you're making more money, you know, because you don't have that travel time. So I just, I think it's all like understanding that backend math, you know, and setting that price, you know, whether it's, I don't even think per hour, but per acre, you know, and setting that price out of the gate based on kind of a worst case scenario of, you know, all your variable inputs, all your static inputs, um, and your fixed costs and things of that nature, setting that price. Um, and then if you do cut out any of those other variable costs, it's just more, you know, cash in your pocket, um, which, you know, we all like that. So, um, yeah, I think just making sure that you you understand all those inputs and, and having that confidence to say, like, this is this is the quality of level that I deliver quality of service that I deliver, um, and commanding the price that, you know, you should be paid. So I think it's always an awkward and hard conversation of, you know, feeling like maybe the guy down the street is offering a different price and how do you justify that? But, um, just, I think having that confidence in the conversation and, you know, seeing who bites. Yeah. And I was just uh, looking today, the lawn and landscape magazine came where they have a top 100 um, lawn care and landscaping businesses in our industry. And I was looking at the names like Bright Views, number one and Yellowstone and Rupert and all, all these, there's literally a hundred of them and, and, and they do tens of millions in revenue or hundreds of millions in revenue. And I talk around Atlanta and I figure out 
you know, what those companies are charging and they're charging a lot because they know all their overhead and have to recover it. And they, their names have been around year after year. Like they've been in this industry. If you look at that list, most of those companies have been around for a long time. And what yeah. happens, cause I've been at this CJ for a long time is we call them Chuck in the truck or we, we joke, we have a, these are fictitious people, Chuck in the truck. And we have a guy we call Rick's mowing. Oh, well, Rick will do it. You know, Rick will do it for cheaper. But the problem is Rick's mowing and Chuck in the truck, they come and they go, they come and they go, they come and they go. Cause they'll come for the first year. They'll have these low prices. They'll get a bunch of work, but it's like you're digging your own hole. Cause then eventually they're going to have to go buy a new mower, fix their mower, whatever. And they just don't have the money. And then literally they're gone. Like, Hey, whatever happened to so-and-so's no one knows, like he's just gone. Yeah. And yet Brightview keeps showing up every year here, here in Atlanta, we have Gibbs and Russell and, and they're not up in Wisconsin, but I'm sure you guys got your major players. I yeah. can guarantee you those companies that have been in Wisconsin year after year, their prices are high because they understand they have to recover it, all that overhead. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully, um, you know, some folks are listening to this and they realize that they need to go back down to pencil and paper and recalculate all those fixed and variable costs and, you know, calculating out the mileage that they drive each day. And, you know, what does that cost you and insurance and all those things and making sure that, you know, your book of business makes sense um, and that you're, you know, asking for the pricing that you need. And, and even going back, especially right now with price increases, um, the cost of everything else going up, you know, it's, it's okay to, you know, put out a price increase. Um, I think everyone understands the environment that we're in with the economy and everything's going up. Um, you know, this makes me sound like a total jerk, but I have a house cleaner and she just put out this email for a price increase, you know, cost of these things going up, you know, for her gas and equipment and the things that she uses in her business. And again, the imposter syndrome, she was like so scared to send this email out to her clients and then, you know, calling everybody, are you still on board? Do you still want to be a client? Is this okay? It's like, I told her, Mia, you, you deserve this. Just tell your customers, this is my price. If you don't mind me asking, I'm, I'm curious because yeah. I was just having dinner. We were, we were talking, I had dinner when I was in uh, Alabama with Bernard. He, he has a lawn business in um, Alabama and Jason Creel. We all have house cleaners to come. So those guys pay 250 to have their, their house cleaner come every other week. I only pay a hundred bucks every two weeks. Um, so what, I'm just curious, what's the market up there? Um, I'm a hundred every two. That's what um, I am. But you know, I, I have a small house too. So <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, I couldn't believe it. I'm like 250 bucks. And yeah, that's easy. yeah, I was like, man, but uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I pay a hundred and I absolutely love it. Uh, they, they oh, vacuum, definitely. they clean my counters. It's, it's, it's glorious. So yeah, it's the best investment in my entire investment portfolio. Oh, yeah. um, the, the time that I don't have to do that, but yeah, it was just, you know, so she, she deserved that increase. What was she, it, the price went up to a hundred or what was yes. Oh man. What was it before yeah, that? It was 75, which when she came through and quoted me, I was like, no, I want like the whole house. And she's like, that is the whole house, oh, you know, and, I live in a pretty affluent um, suburb of Milwaukee and she's like, Oh no, I do, you know, this neighborhood's houses for a hundred. And these are like 4,000 square foot houses. And I'm like, girl, you need to charge more. Like, what are you doing right now? You're getting robbed. Um, so yeah, she 
finally increased her pricing. And I was hoping it was coming because she texted me and asked for my email. She said, I'm sending out an email to all my clients. And I was like, it better be a price increase because you're amazing and you're not charging enough. And I like love she's a saint. So enough about my cheat, my life hack of. (laughs) Oh, it's, 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 I wish I would have done it sooner. They, they just came yesterday. So it's like, when I come home after they come, I just like, I'm so careful. Like, it's just so <laughs> glorious. And two days later, you, would, you didn't even know they came. So yeah, no, I always say the best day of the week is the day she comes. And the worst day of the week is the four minutes after my kids come home. So it's like, what's the point? But yeah, but yeah. So charge more, own your price, know what you're making, be happy. You're worth it. Very well said. Well, CJ, I really appreciate it. How can people connect with you? How can people connect with Ferris Mowers? Yeah, so we're at uh, ferrismowers.com. That's our website. Um, And then on social at Ferris Mowers. Um, And then I'm at Mama Wom. So you probably saw Paul tag me on some stories earlier this week. Um, So you can follow at Mama Wom and just watch my boring my children and idiot dog and things like that. But um, there's some lawnmower content on that occasionally. So check it out. Um, But yeah, that's about it. Sounds good. Now I I got my phones loaded up. Uh, Colton filmed us for a few hours. So I got more content. I know what to do with Um, when I post it on Instagram. Do you want me to tag your account? Ferris's account? Colton's account? Because I could could only add invite one collaborator per post. Who who should I invite? Um, Let's do Ferris, um, and then the the team will reshare that and get that okay. out there. And Colton's awesome. All all the product specialists are awesome. When when Ferris shares something, they'll share it out too. It's like a little web of all these little hands out there on social media. So yeah, just tag at Ferris Moores and and we'll all pick it up from there and share it. Cool. Well, thanks again for your time today, CJ. Thanks for having Colton come and spend the day with Jason and I. Um, yeah, it, it was great. So. Can't wait to see what you guys came up with. You need to increase your prices to earn more, but you better do it correctly or your customers will become unhappy. You want to discover the proven method to easily increase your prices? I've assembled the Price Increase Letter Template. It's a plug and play document that will allow you to inform your customers in the correct way so that they understand why and will gladly accept your price increase. You can pick up the Price Increase Letter Template today at the Resource Center at thegreenindustrypodcast.com. Hey, it's Marty, producer of the Green Industry Podcast. This episode is over, but check the episode notes for links to products and services that you heard about during the episode. And thanks for listening.